Hello, everybody, and welcome back to someone out there's favorite podcast or not. It's it's not even mine, but welcome back to the Pizza Time Podcast. My name is Henry, and today in the metaphorical studio, we have Jorge, a returning guest of ours that we always love to have. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me back on. So, so how's, how's life treating you right now since... um. You know, there's this little, like, sickness going around, this little bug. I mean, it has made life more complicated, but I have, you know, spent some more time in the house doing things that I love, like uh, watching The Mandalorian and rewatching old Star Wars movies, rewatching old Marvel movies. Of so, course, I mean, of course. There's been some positives to it, you know? I had an excuse to not go anywhere, you know, so I don't have to, like, make plans with people and then be like, actually, I can't come tonight because COVID is a great excuse for everything now. Oh, it truly is. Now you don't sound rude. You just sound like a concerned citizen. Exactly. You know, you got to look at the bright side of these, of these um, times. Oh, yeah. It's an extrovert's nightmare, an introvert's heaven. Because, you know, they yes. weren't good. They didn't want to leave regardless. Exactly. I mean, the real, real introverts, the ones who didn't even want to talk to the delivery person when they came to the to the door to get the drop off the pizza now they don't even have to do that because they can just leave the pizza at the doorstep and then text them yes. and say that your pizza is there i'm i'm one of those people i would always oh my god when they're like oh you just leave it at the door now i'm like thank god i don't want to i don't want to small talk with a stranger oh. yeah so it, it's it, it's not too bad i actually um i went like into a different path of being a nerd the last few months. I actually learned how to play Magic. I had never played Magic before. I learned how to play that game with my, you know, with my girlfriend. So that was a whole new level. I got into that for a couple months, and then I got out of it because it, um, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it was more than I could handle. But it, it was cool for a, for a little while. No, I feel you. I got into how what's it? Not it was it's kind of like a D and D type thing, except it was Star Wars. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm a bounty hunter, and but oh my god, that takes so much time, like so much time. I have seen. I had old roommates who would play D and D like in my, you know, in my apartment, and this would go on from like five o'clock in the afternoon to like three o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, what? is happening in my apartment right now and yeah i'm pretty sure they just killed off my guy because i don't go anymore (laughs) like they still do it i'm like "Ah." they're like hey you down that's a whole saturday bro that's that's Mm -hmm. all saturday yeah don't get me wrong i love me my star wars but goddamn maybe not today yeah yeah but no Uh, but yeah i feel for a for a nerd that wants to catch up on everything it's the one bright side, you know, besides the death and sadness of it all. Truly. I mean, like, there, there has to be, you have to find some kind of positives, right? So, like, well, you'll drive yourself mad if you don't. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know if I ever told you this or not, but I have, like, um, on my IMDb app, I have, like, a little, like, rating system that I do for certain, like, uh, movies. Well, that I do for movies in general and TV shows. Yeah. And I realized, like, uh, mm. that I've never, like, gave an official rating to the uh, earlier Spider-Man movies. The, be- the, so the best Spider-Man movies? The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. And then I came to realize afterwards that I had not given a rating to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And so... I just had myself a little Spider-Man marathon just like two weeks ago where I watched all the Spider-Man movies. And that was, that was fun. You know, uh, Jasmine and I watched them all together and um, I, I forgot how I actually felt about those movies because I hadn't seen them in so long. Like, I mean, like I'm talking like 10 years ago, at least for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Good movies. Lord. Yeah. And the Andrew Garfield ones, I'd only seen both of those movies once. So I think just watching them a second time um, kind of made me feel a little bit different about them. I kind of, it was surprising to me when I was done, like which one was my favorite movie and which one was my least favorite movie of like, of those five. See, now I'm curious, which one, what are they? 
So my least favorite movie was the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I could um, see it. And then my favorite movie of the five was the second Amazing Spider-Man movie. Oh um, my god. What? I mean, with, I, yeah, I mean, it, it blew me away. Because like, when I left the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, I was convinced that like, I was like, man, I just do not <laughs> like Andrew Garfield playing Peter Parker. You know, like, I know other people really like him, but he's just... He's, this isn't for me. Like, this is really isn't my take on Spider-Man. And then I watched the sequel, and I was like, that movie was incredible. I don't know what I was thinking. That was great. Like, everything about that was great. Like, I loved this. I loved this. I loved this. Like, Jasmine's, like, head was spinning. She couldn't figure out what, like, how I did, like, such a 180 on it. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely loved it. And, you know, the other three, Tobey Maguire movies are sandwiched in the middle of there. Um, my favorite of those three... Um, probably controversial but it was spider-man 3 you are you are just picking controversial picks man (laughs) this man said the amazing (laughs) spider-man 2 is my favorite who else on god's green earth has said those words i'm not sure i'm also the same person who thinks that a new hope is better than empire Ah, see that's a (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) okay buddy (laughs) I, I, I'm willing to have that conversation on a, on a separate day. Well, we yeah, we'll, we'll we're we're gonna debate that to, for like the rest. Oof, I can't say that right now. I have I have my Princess Leia poster looking right at me right now. I can't. <laughs> but let's get to what we're here for, man. Disney yes, literally announced a, like I can't even. How many things did they they announce the other day? Just like uh, at least like. I mean, between Star Wars and Marvel, they announced 20. Um, oh, and then they totaled... Yeah, they announced, like, 50. Jesus I mean, Christ. It was, it was wild. Because, like, they didn't just do, like, the Disney Plus stuff. They also, like, talked about what was coming uh, on, like, the Fox side. So they announced, like, a bunch of, like, new shows for FX. And they announced things for Hulu. They announced things for ESPN+. Plus, and then it kind of, like, dawns on you that Disney owns everything. And you're like, oh... That's they, right. they, they, they are the empire. <laughs> yes. You just, you're hoping that they remain on the, on the light side. You know, yeah. but they got my money if they keep giving me good Star Wars. Oh, and, see, and that's Marvel, the thing. So. They're, again, I'm a DC guy, so the Marvel stuff, I kind of, you have to like get me too. But the second I saw Star, I'm like, God damn it. I'm Disney's little money whore, bro. <sighs> Some of the announcements they made, you know, they, they got me really excited because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel because they've been kind of, you know, besides the Mandalorian, they've they've been, been shafting us, brother. <laughs> yes, DC, I mean Disney has not done Star Wars justice since they've gotten it. I mean they they damn near did everything that everyone thought they would do in terms of like ruining it. Yeah, that again, that's a whole other topic. So the sequels is a whole other topic. That again, right? I I can't hate anything. I can't hate anything Star Wars except maybe the holiday special. But even then, that introduced Boba Fett. So, truth, uh, and that's like my favorite character in all of Star Wars. By the way, quick side note, and and then this is gonna make people uncomfortable the way I say this. I creamed, brother, when I saw that episode. Oh my <laughs> god! When I say, Jazz- oh, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Jasmine and I talked about you when we saw that episode because I was just like, I can only imagine what Henry's reaction is right now. When I say, <laughs> so again, I watch these at five o'clock by myself because I, I wake up early and I want I don't want I don't look at social media, nothing. I so I wake up at five every morning, every Friday to watch this. And that day I screamed like a little bitch. When I <laughs> first of all, it's like the slave one appears and I'm just like, Oh, no, 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 no. And then I see my man, Samora Morrison. Oh, in all his glory with the scars. Oh. Y- yes. And, oh, Jorge, when I say I saw that action and I, I yelled, I yelled like a little girl, bro. Man, it's not just that they brought him back. I feel like they did him some solid justice because like, you were just left to believe that, you know, Boba Fett is a badass from, like, from novels and from, like, you know, comics and just, like, oh. animation. But, like, you didn't really get to see him be a badass in Empire or Return of the Jedi. So, like, I felt like 
you know, Favreau and Filoni kind of got together and they were like, listen, we got to do this the right way. If we're going to bring back Boba Fett, we got to make him be the bounty hunter that we were always told he was. And they did that. Oh, so, I'm so glad because it's like, anyone's like, so who's your favorite Star Wars character? Is it Vader? And like, no, it's Boba Fett. They're like, he, w- he had three lines. I'm like, yes, but if you look at everything else. Yes. Yeah, it, it's a culmination. It's a, but I, I was like, no, in the expanded universe, um, in, in Legends, <laughs> shit. He, he, he trained Han Solo's daughter to defeat the, the Yuzang Vong. And you're like, they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. So, yeah. It was beautiful. And the fact that I, again, I will bring this up any moment I can. I met the man. And I, that voice in person does things to you. You're like, I, you can kill me. And, and I, I know you can, and I'd be fine with it. I love the fact that they also doubled down on it by saying like, yeah, actually, I'm going to stick around for the rest of the season. What's up? Oh, and the and fresh like, paint job? Thank you. Oh, yeah, and the next episode? Yeah, that's justice. I I love that. I love that. I'm saying there's, but you know, also the, oh man, the moment that they had um, in the episode where like you know, Mando was like, "Are you sure this is your armor?" And then like at the end of the episode where he kind of like was like, "Oh, well, I guess when you put it that way, you know, I guess you this definitely is your armor." Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool too. Oh, it's beautiful, and they're now canonically Mandalorians again. Which again, I, when I was when I was like growing, I'm like, why the fuck would you not? They're man- that's the only Mandalorians we ever saw. And they're like, yeah, they're not. Right. The first ones you ever saw, yeah, they're not. You kid. Oh, I wanted to fight somebody. But no. So beautiful. Yeah, I mean, where where are you at right now with the with the Mandalorian? I mean, do you think I've heard some people say that this is like the best Star Wars they've seen since the like original trilogy? Like, how do you feel about that? Oh, I agree. I mean, let's like uh, how would I put this? Growing up, the first thing I saw were the prequels. So to me, Star Wars always, I always compare it to, to that, which to some people is like, that's, that's like horrible. But again, you have to remi- remember, I, I, I was the, the, what's the, the group that they were aiming for, you know? Right, right. So yeah. that was my Star Wars. And I loved it. So now to me, it's like I get to see the son of Django Fett in the way he was intended to be seen. I get to see the fact that they bring back so much callback that you've seen battle droids in the show. You've seen Ahsoka. You saw, by the way, holy shit. That's a whole other episode in itself too. But yes, you, you see that they actually care about everything in star Wars. Not like this is one of my criticisms. The sequels only relied on the original trilogy. They basically try to say, Oh yeah, no, it's fuck, fuck the prequels. And that's what it felt like. It's like, oh, they're just giving the finger to, to, to my Star Wars, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that one. It feels like, you know, like when I, when I like, I, I try to compare it to Marvel sometimes, right? Uh-huh. Where I'm like, I feel like when Marvel makes these movies, like they're not like, you know, 100% true to like the, the comic books, but they're constantly putting in like these like deep cut like references yeah. for the real fans, you know? And I feel like Star Wars didn't do that with the sequel trilogy really, like, that deep. I mean, they tried to do some of that in, like, in Rise of Skywalker. But, like you said, that's a different conversation. But, like, I feel like Filoni and Favreau, you know, I feel like there's, like, a huge emphasis on just putting in all those little Easter eggs all over the show. It's just, like, we don't have to, you know, like directly put this in your face but you can see that we know like the history of star wars and we're going to give it to you in little bits everywhere definitely i'm saying it's it's the little fan moments like yes for casual people oh it just looks cool the cinematics are great the characters are pretty cool but for those that have been watching this for like their whole lives that some people this is their life and it's is they give a little detail that just makes you just appreciate it that much more, you know? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm not the deepest, like, Star Wars fan in the world. I definitely have never, like, read any of the the novels. I don't know that much about the expanded universe. But for someone who's watched all the movies and seen, you know, like, the couple, you know, animated shows, I mean, Mandalorian does a lot for me. So just being, like, the the middle-level Star Wars fan, I love this show. 
I'm, I mean, I, I'm saying, man, it, that's the point. It's this. That's why I, I agree with them saying this is the best Star Wars that's come out in a while because it, it, it applies to everyone. You know, if you're a casual person, that this is your first Star Wars experience. To you, it's just like a dope Western. You're like, oh, this is an, a weekly episodic thing that it's, I don't need to know too much about it. Do I wish? I, and then that brings you to start wanting to know more. Like for me, I got a coworker that he he's like he he's using my Disney Plus, but he started yeah. watching and and I told him he's like hey what should I watch? He's like oh the Mandalorian's cool, so he started watching it and now he's asking me more questions about Star Wars and he starts watching, he starts watching the movies, so nice. So it's like a little bridge. It's that if you just started, that's a good way to start because you have questions, but also at the same time you're not completely lost. You're like okay, he's a he's a bounty hunter. He has to get uh his target but he but you know it's an adventure you can easily gravitate towards it and then if you yeah and if you're a casual or if you're a person that's seen all the movies it's a fan that likes it again it's also hey that was from that other movie oh that was from episode two that was from here and you're like oh that's cool and if you're a diehard nerd what up um it's it's the oh my god that's from that that's from the expanded universe oh my god like like the what was it the the crate uh the crate dragon pearl inside of the like it was the first episode of the second season I believe or second and when they kill the the dragon there's a pearl yeah. you find a pearl that's from uh, what was it Knights of the Old Republic oh okay yeah see that's something I did not know yeah so that's from the Knights of the Old Republic and you can that pearl can be used to make uh, a lightsaber. So it's just lit. Oh, yeah. okay. And to a Tuscan Raider, that's like the most precious like thing you can find as well. So again, it's it's lit. It's things like that. You're like, okay, if you're a diehard fan, you know this. If you're a casual, oh, that's a cool looking pearl, but it does, it's not that important to you. Right, right. Yeah, that actually. Now that I had that knowledge, I'm just like, okay, that is really cool. I mean, I had to go look up certain things like watching some of these episodes like i had no idea who grand admiral thrawn was oh my when, god yeah when ahsoka said that but once it was explained to me who that was like that just made that a lot cooler because it felt like you know he- here's my thing right i'm gonna take us a little bit off track but i'm gonna bring us right back you know like i i feel like when i was watching like dc and star wars in the last like few years all i keep thinking to myself is like guys like marvel has the blueprint out there just copy what they're doing you know yeah. i mean like you don't have to make this complicated just i mean this could be like burger king and wendy's like just copy mcdonald's and just give us what we want you know i mean like you know find a way to build all these universes together and just kind of like you know branch off some tv shows branch off some movies like give us those deep cuts yeah. like this shouldn't be too complicated but i feel like star wars is starting to get it now i'm just like thank you for finally showing up because this is what we've all been wanting this whole time, you know? So so that's, that's my take. And I feel like they're going even further than that now, giving us the uh, Ahsoka show and the, uh, what was it? The, the Knights of the new Republic. Is that what the show is called? I think it's called light. What's it? No, I forgot what it's. See, we now we got to look up a whole list right there, but, but there's so much there's, I think that there's, yeah, the show that's set like a thousand years before, the the phantom menace i believe right that's going to be um the acolyte yeah be about the high the high republic era is what they said yeah so there's so much star wars and it's beautiful but yeah and and again the mandalorian opened the door for all of that because i feel like this was the most experimental show they could have done because had it had it gone wrong we wouldn't have gotten any of this yeah no and it's it's a good thing that i mean like that they really they, they put it in the right hands when they gave it to Favreau because I, I felt like they gave it to somebody who just, like, didn't want to, like, make it, like, overly, like, um, I guess you would say, like, just... It, he, he wanted to keep it grounded in what Star Wars yeah. was supposed to feel like. And it felt like, you know, so many people just kind of, like, clammed onto that. They just gave him the freedom to do even more of what he wanted in, you know, season two. And we're seeing what that looks like now. And now he's got three shows that are going to be all interconnected. And so I'm just like, yes, just keep giving that person more like, you know, room to grow because obviously this is good stuff. Oh, definitely. Him and Filoni. Oh my God. Papa Dave. I love that man. 
Is yeah, I thought that he was going to be doing that new Bad Batch show, but then I heard that he wasn't doing it. But I'm actually kind of glad about that because I feel like he probably should stick with live action. Yeah, they need him. Oh, bro, if if he could take, if he's the future, I, again, I'm lobbying for him to take over Kathleen's job. Again, yeah. I'm not one of those who's like, I hate her. I hate no, I don't. But I mean, it's not like she's made the best decisions. I mean, this probably saved her ass. But yeah, if, if yeah, no, she was looking really good on Investor Day when she was oh, rolling definitely. out all these projects. Definitely, but before that, she was in the hot seat because again, the sequels took a hit. Like they really did. You know, I feel like if you did, you know, I mean, honestly. I mean, we all know what we know about The Force Awakens kind of being, like, too much, like, basically The New Hope just, like, reprinted. I mean, but you had a real opportunity with The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Those movies should have both done as much, if not more, than The Force Awakens in the box office. And the reason why they didn't was because, like, they just bungled up the story. Oh, yeah. That's on her, I feel like. They had nothing planned. And what they had planned, they just changed. It's, It's a whole mess. So... Yeah, and and that's why again we're gonna I guess we're gushing over the Mandalorian today, but that's what this did right. It's like it has a set story. It respects both the original trilogy. It respects the the prequels. Hell, it even respects the uh, the sequels because there's aspects in this. You're like, oh, this is how the First Order is is you know coming along. Right. You know, I was actually wondering about that. I was I was hoping that like. You know, you you know how like uh, the Clone Wars kind of like enhanced the prequel trilogy, yeah. By kind of just like telling extra stories, I was hoping that the Mandalorian would find a way to salvage the sequel trilogy a little bit. I, I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but I was kind of hoping that they would because I want to like those movies more. And I was wondering if like what we're seeing right now is kind of like the beginning of the First Order, but I wasn't sure if that's like what they were saying or if the empire and the first order are going to be separate. I'm not, I, I just don't know how that story is supposed to play out. Yeah, like, yeah. What do you think? I feel that it's an extent. The first, or again, it's an extension of the empire. And again, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like it's going to be a lot of outer rim type stuff. Cause again, in, in the books, a lot of stuff happens after the galactic civil, the, like the trilogy, the original trilogy's war. A lot of stuff happens in the outer rim. Thrawn's a part, a big part of it. It's just, it, it's so much that I'm like, I don't know if they're going to use that or if they're going to try a completely different thing. Like, yeah, no, the Empire just became the First Order, like, man, like, just automatically. Or I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's, it's just so much to, they have a, how would I say, they had a, they have a lot of stuff to look at, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I was able to pull up that, uh, that name while we were just sitting here. Uh, that other show is going to be called Rangers of the New Republic. Yes, and I, th- I believe uh, the two, what was the, one of the, the guys that played the pilot alongside Dave Filoni, uh, the rebel pilot. What's his name? Oh, oh, he was in that uh, that second episode. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Spiders episode. Yeah, where him and Dave just showed up and just blasted him at the end. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I forget his name, too. I, uh, I kind of felt like, did you like that episode? No, I'm gonna be very honest. Okay, because I it just felt. I mean, uh, like yeah, really filler. Yeah, that you know? it, was, if, it wasn't necessary. If there was a one that was a filler, it was that episode? Uh, yeah, I felt like it was the only bad episode in the season. I was just like, it just it felt like it just didn't need to be there. Yeah. Also, I don't like the frogs, so the frog lady <laughs> freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, I um, you know, from looking at this lineup here, you know. Sounds like, you know, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka are going to be Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau. They're going to be teaming up to do both of these. They're all supposed to be interconnected. I think it's it's kind of looking like Rangers of the New Republic is going to be a show that Cara Dune's going to be a part of, which I'm sure. That's, you know, that's, a, feel... that's a big, big topic of conversation, too. Yeah, I mean, like, because people are kind of upset about what she's been saying on social media recently. So yep. that might throw a a little wrench into their plans, but because I believe originally, I don't, I don't know I, how that's going to turn. I out. think they wanted to give her a show. I mean, this might have been that show. Yeah, so they might be playing it safe there, but 
Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think when you say Rangers of the New Republic, you can just kind of like have it be a broad thing where it's like multiple interchanging parts. I mean, I'm sure Bo-Katan's going to be a part of one of these two shows. I mean, I just don't know if she's going to fall on this New Republic show or on the Ahsoka show. What do you think? Oh, definitely Ahsoka. Because, again, through through the Clone Wars and even a bit of Rebels, the the connection between them is pretty you know, pretty substantial, you know, they, they fought in the siege of Mandalore together. Ahsoka helped her gain the throne of Mandalore. Right. So I feel, and again, she even told, she told man, she told Din or Mando to look for Ahsoka Tano and she knows where Ahsoka Tano is at. Right. So they were constantly in contact then. Yeah. So I believe if, if any, if she's going to show up anywhere, it's going to be there. Yeah, no, that, I think it's pretty cool that they're just jumping right into the whole idea of, like, let's have multiple interconnected shows. And then they said the thing that made me really excited was that there's going to be apparently a, a giant climactic event. I hope that that means that, like, they're going to have, like, a almost like an Avengers-type level, like, you know, show together or maybe just a few episodes together, what have you. I hope that doesn't mean that they're, like all like limited series yeah. where like, Oh, well like, Oh, well they'll all just end at the same time or what have you, you know? Yeah. But who knows? They didn't really give us too much information to work on. No, but again, it's, this is giving uh, people like me, you know, life because of a, uh, I get to speculate. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I was also pretty interested in some of the other stuff that came out. I mean, there, there was, I think, I think like five or six other shows we haven't talked oh, about yet. But I think the. Uh, I was gonna say for me, I would say the one I'm the one that's like maybe not too many people are paying attention to because there's the there's one there's the one that I want more than anything. But there's the other one that's a kind of niche that I like. It's the Lando series. Oh, you know what? They didn't announce Donald Glover being attached to it because I'm assuming that they haven't got him on board yet but if they get him on board i'm, I'm here yeah that's what i'm that's, here that's what i want i'm like is it old lando like telling stories of his youth or, or are they gonna do animated what's what's the deal there you know you know what i watch um kevin smith's uh podcast that he puts out like every week yeah uh and him and his co-host uh mark bernard and they actually had that exact conversation they were like listen the way you make that show perfect is, is you have Donald Glover do the show, but then you have like there'd be like a narration at the beginning of every episode and have that be Billy D. Williams narrating the beginning of the episode. That'd be perfect. That'd be beautiful. I'm just like, yes. That, yes. That's the way to go. You'll take my money. Yeah. Exactly. The, that is beautiful. The two smoothest dudes Star Wars has ever seen, you know, because and they, they play the same guy. But God, they are the coolest dudes ever. Just again, it'd be the best thing ever. And you know, for people who really like the solo movie, it's a way I think to have that actor get some more time as well. Because I'm sure he would show up as Han Solo a few more. Oh, definitely. Because I, I feel again, you know, so- he got he got the short end of the stick there. He had the thing is, there is no one that hates Star Wars more than the Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I read that somewhere and I'm like, it's not wrong. It's like, who are, who's the biggest Star Wars hater? Oh, Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans hate Star Wars more than everybody. Oh uh, yeah, it, it, it's very true. It, it's very true. I um, no, I mean, I I told you I think in that podcast that we did together, I hadn't seen it for reasons that didn't make any sense when I said them out loud. And then when I eventually watched it, I was like, I really like this movie. Like, I don't know why I took so long to watch this movie. And I, I'm like, I'm upset that like so many people also haven't watched this movie. Because that was a great movie. I, I love so Oh, for real. Great. And for me, I went opening day and I'm like, yo, where's everybody at? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we must have got here early. No, nah, I was, I was kind of late, actually. And I'm like, wait, oh, there's like 10 people in this theater, bro. <laughs> that, I mean... You know, is it just the last Jedi like backlash, or do you think there was something more than that? I feel it was the last Jedi backlash and the fact that there there's people that are like, oh, it's not Harrison Ford. He's not Harrison, and I'm like, they can't. You can't. How? <laughs> Tell me how, bro. 
They're like, we didn't ask for yeah. this. I'm like, I didn't ask for someone to shit on my childhood and make, you know, the last two sequel movies. But, you know, it happened. But here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got to see Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. We got to see a live action old Darth Maul, even for a few seconds. And it's, it's just little things here and there that you you get to see how he got the Millennium Falcon. Tell me. That... Just, it, it's a pretty badass movie, like like all the way around. I mean, I you know, and we did a whole episode on it, but like, yeah, I was very very impressed, and so I thought it was also cool that recently I think the director came out and said that he thinks there's a world where they can do a sequel, and you know, I hope they do, even if it's just like one of those like straight to Disney Plus kind of deals, which, you know, which might be the future of this HBO Max is kind of about to be the forefront of all that too but again we'll save that for another podcast yes sir but yeah i mean oh what was the other one that you said that you were interested oh, in besides oh Lando, my so. god obi-wan kenobi bro i you know what I, I was gonna say it too but i just wanted to i wanted to let you get there first i mean yes like oh oh uh, eh, I'm, I'm at a loss for words as well as it's, it's just that that was my hero growing. It's like, yes, Boba Fett and Jango Fett will always be my favorite characters. But if when I say as a kid, I'm like the person I'd always root for, the one you always wanted to win, and your favorite Jedi, Obi Wan Kenobi, bro. Yeah, I mean, not just that, but like, I know a lot of people had some hot takes about this, but I'm excited to see Hayden Christensen come back. The people that say they aren't, I don't. You, you're dead to me. You're all dead to me. <laughs> To my listeners, to all 40 of you, by the way, thank you all, except for the few people I'm about to mention. If you don't like Hayden Christensen, get the fuck out of my podcast. That's, that's my chosen one. You don't, you, we don't slander my chosen one. I'm excited about this because I, I feel like, you know, after, especially after we, we watched the prequels, you know, earlier this year and we, you know, did those episodes on them uh, on my podcast. I, I want to see. I want to see like how he. I mean, because he took so much heat, and this is like pre-Twitter heat. Yeah, and it, it was still like ungodly amounts of heat. The, the, and I, I feel yeah. like no, no, sorry, sorry. Go he ahead, wants go ahead. to. Yeah, I know he wants to redeem himself, and I don't feel like he deserved everything that he got as far as criticism was concerned. Because like, yeah, his acting wasn't great, but let's be fair to the other half of the story here. Who the hell wrote his dialogue? Those people need to be fired permanently from writing. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Okay. I don't care. You know, like they all sat in a room together, you know, and they were like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. 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 And then they put it out and they made Hayden Christensen speak that stuff. And he was probably sitting there like, are these really my lines right now? But so I feel bad for the guy. And I'd love to see how he puts his spin on Vader because he's going to be Vader now. And I think that's awesome. No, so, and the whole, the role of Anakin was also just cursed from the beginning because the same thing happened to the young, the, the kid that played, kid, he's older than me, bro. Um, <laughs> but Jake Lloyd was also bullied out of, you know, he was bullied so much that he actually had to be institutionalized for a little bit. Yeah. He became schizophrenic because of it. So it's, and it's not the kid's fault. Again, it's the writing. George Lucas has the, best imagination for stories but god can he does he not know how to write i mean yeah so again yeah. And, and they both both of the actors did what they what the best they could with what they were given and again it's it's a space wizards it how what how deep do you want to get <laughs> with 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 the way they did again with what they had they they knocked it out of the park yes is there some cringy ass dialogue oh definitely hell there's yes. so many interviews with mark hamill and or the original trilogy cast saying we had to ad lib a lot of it because george lucas's only in only instructions were faster more oh was it more intense faster and more intense and they were like yeah this man doesn't know how to write and then <laughs> like I, I think harrison ford is quoted in saying George, you can write this shit, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so it's, it's well known George Lucas's dialogue is not the best. But 
Yeah. With what what was given, I think he knocked it out of the park. No, no. And honestly, I, I think it goes even further to talk about how good Ewan McGregor is because he was also probably dealing with the same crap, but he turned out like a really just like great performance, you know, so... And I thought I thought that the two of them had a great dynamic on the screen. Oh, definitely. You know, like, and so like seeing them together again. The only thing that I'm upset about is the fact that Kathleen Kennedy kind of came out and called it a limited series, which makes me think that like we're only getting one season. I hope they change their minds about that because I think there's a world where if you're creative enough, I know that he died. You yeah. know, like in in a new hope. So there's only so much you can do with this character. But I think there's a world where you could stretch out multiple seasons and just make it seem like there was a lot that happened in those times of isolation. Because we're talking about... That's a 20-year period. Well, yeah, right on the clip here, it's, I'm looking at the Twitter feed right now. It says that this show is going to start 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. That still gives you 10 years worth of exploring to do. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, like, you can fit multiple seasons in 10 years, as far as I'm concerned, if you tell the story the right way. Yeah. No, it's... Again, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I, I want to see what it is first, because again, sometimes I'll say a limited series can work if it's a classic. If it's the I got the beginning, I got the middle, and the ending was what I wanted. Because then, then True. there's also shows that you're like, all right, it should have ended two seasons ago. Because now they're just dragging this. Right. No, that that's fair, and I, and I feel like a lot of people felt that way about like the movie, you know, Rogue One. And so I was interested to see that they're going to bring out this Andor show now. You see, this is where I'm conflicted. I I had no interest in this, but that's the that's a Mexican in space, so I got to support La Raza. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go, Andor. I'm excited, even though I was really not asking for it. <laughs> but I mean, I'm there. I hey. You know what? They had me at it's going to be a spy thriller and we're bringing in the guy who did the Bourne like, trilogy. And I was like, okay. See, see, so it's the, you never asked for it, but it's like, it's, it's probably going to be the most pleasant surprise. Right, right. And so, like, honestly, at this point, you know, the issue I've had with Disney Plus for the last, like, year is that, like, I was like, why am I paying for this? There's, like, one thing on here that I want to see. But, you know, if we fast forward the clock like two or three years from now, if you have if you're going to be able to tell me that, like, yeah, once a month, you're going to get a new season of a Star Wars show. I'm like, yeah, you got my money. I'm not going anywhere because oh, yeah, I'll happily not go. Because right now I'm paying what, five, six dollars a month to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah. Basically, and in the occasional rerun of something that oh, you've yeah, seen a million exactly. times. Exactly, it's the I'm watching the Mandalorian, and then reruns of Star Wars, but and that's about it because it's not on Netflix anymore. So right, I also just did a you know on a quick side note, I also just did a Mighty Ducks binge on all three of those movies. That, yes, I, I went. That through. is a throwback. <laughs> I have not. Oh my god! I'm. It was. I'm not gonna lie. I mean. I thought that it was pretty awesome. So, plus I heard they got a new season coming out. But that, that I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm just saying it was fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. But you know, I also was watching Clone Wars. You know, quite a bit. I'll watch some reruns here and there. So when I got the Bad Batch news, I thought that that was pretty awesome. And the trailer looked so. Oh my god! The thing is, are they good or are they bad? It's. I actually don't know. But you know what? Maybe it doesn't matter because, like, we don't get too many shows that are about like the bad guy. Right? Yeah. So again, it's oh, it's just so much Star Wars, and I love it. And then there was oh, Star Wars anime. Yes, Star Wars Visions. Visions is what it's yes. Called. I and yes, I don't know what to think. Again, I'm uh, you 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 know more about this than I do. I am a recent weeb. Um, I literally started watching anime this year, so. Listen, I'm going to be 100% honest for all the people who are listening. I have only seen, like, the the bare minimum of, like, what you would call anime. I mean, you know, I saw, like, the Americanized anime when it came to, like, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender and, like, 
Korra, that's like not really anime. But like the anime that I saw like growing up was like your Dragon Ball Z's, yeah. your Inuyasha's. I saw um, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Lupin the Third, Cowboy Bebop. So I mean, like all like the the Cartoon Network, like you know, Adult Swim kind of like um, anime. So I haven't seen like all the good stuff, but I love what I have seen. I love me some anime. Yeah. I mean, you know, from what I have seen, you know, the stuff that I saw in those early 2000s, late 90s stuff, that is some solid stuff, man. It's not it's not just for kids. That's like the, the best thing about it. It's like I feel like Japanese anime is made for people of all ages. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how that kind of like turns out, you know, because I'm just like I'm because they gave us nothing to work with. But you know what? That's OK with me because I'm interested to see where they take that. Oh, definitely. it's just you read the synopsis like they work with various animation studios in Japan and you're like, okay, the, so that just means the animations might differ a bit from episode to episode. And again, I am for all of it as again, as this year I've been watching a shit ton of anime now. I'm again, I want to see what they do with star Wars because just the whole concept of it is it's crazy to me. I want to see how, the fight sequences are probably going to be crazy. The oh, I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited. And again, to, I'm to a, the to the yes. weeb community, to the the people that actually watch anime hardcore. If you listen to this, I'm I'm trying to get you know woke with it, if that's the word. Trying to get caught exactly. Up. I've just watched like what I I got uh, One Punch Man, My Hero Academia. I used to watch Dragon Ball Z, if that's something. Um, <laughs> hey, that's that's you know, that's still the most popular anime like in the world. You know, as far as like numbers are concerned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Dragon Ball Z and is Goku's universally known. Who doesn't? I mean, it doesn't matter if you're talking to somebody who's like in their fifties. If you say Dragon Ball Z, they like heard of it before. It's kind of like Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know? it's like you've heard of it before. Yeah. So yeah, I've seen that. Does Yu-Gi-Oh count as an anime? It does. Yeah, it actually it started out of a manga. So there we I, I watched you Pokemon, I guess. I think Pokemon also started out of a manga. So there we go. See, I'm slightly cultured. Yeah, I mean, we got the, the brief American stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, there we go. But so again, this is why I'm I'm excited for this. I want to see how it goes. We got a little I would I think what uh what was it called? The Forces of Destiny or something like that on Disney kind of had a little preview of, of star Wars anime. If it, it kind of just goes over the movies in a, in a slightly anime style, you guys should look it up. I think it's called forces of destiny, but, uh, yeah, I haven't seen but that. it's pretty cool. It's, it was, it's for kids, but at the same time, it's just, the art is just dope. Yeah. I, um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, but I mean, if they're going a Japanese anime, you know, like route, I feel like that just tells me just lots of like good fighting. Yes. You know, if, if I've learned anything from anime, it's just like, you want dope fight scenes? We're going to give you dope fight scenes. Like they're coming, you know, so I'm, I'm here for whatever that produces. Definitely. And I mean, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, the, I think the, there's only like two more things that Star Wars put out. Uh, one of them is called uh, A Droid Story. It looks like it's going to be an animation. Yeah. They're going to do like an animated movie where R2-D2 and C-3PO like are a guide for a new hero that they're going to introduce. I have no idea what you that see, I think, means. I don't even know what timeline Yeah, you in. see that one for me is the least interested. I'm the least interested in that one. I'm like, no, that, I feel yeah. like to me... It's the well, we're just we're trying to sell more toys because BB-8 did so well, you know. Yeah, and I mean, the standalone episodes in Clone Wars that were just R2D2 and, and C3PO centric; those were always at least interesting to me on the Clone yeah. Wars show. Um, but I'll give it a watch. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I could be wrong, you know. I, I think the last thing on here that really has my interest, though, is this show called The Acolyte. Um, where it's supposed to be, you're going to be following um, people with dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. So as somebody who does not know 
what the high republic is could you explain to me when is the high republic like what is it like what should i expect from this so from my understanding it has a lot to do it's basically the golden age of the jedi so when they say over a thousand generations the jedi were the protectors of peace and you know all that it's this was their high point this is when the jedi were like oh we're the fucking jedi this respect it's not Oh, we're generals now. No, this is the when the Jedi were at their peak. This was, how would I say? Have you? Has, if anyone understands, like Knights of the Old Republic, or or just just yeah, those I've, types of stuff. I've heard of. Yeah, them. that's when you see Jedi blocking lightsabers with their hands, or that's where you see all the like Sith legends come out. And this is when supposedly the high era of the Republic, when there was peace. And this is when the Sith is, are starting to plot. Yeah. So what I thought I had heard was that like the High Republic was basically like the absolute like like you were saying the peak of the Jedi civilization, but also like the beginning of when the Sith first arrived. Yeah. So like, I yeah. I mean, if that is the case, like I'm definitely interested in seeing that. Like, maybe we finally learn more about the Sith because we don't really learn that much about them through the movies. Like maybe we find out about where the rule of two comes from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I- I'm interested to see all of that. I also just want to learn some more about like that part of star Wars. And it also sounds pretty cool. They might be like recanizing or like, I like, yeah, making things Canon that they originally said that like, Oh, well that's not Canon anymore. Maybe they'll bring some of that stuff back now. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Also you get, you get to see a prime Yoda. This this is Yoda oh. at like what three hundred four hundred years old. So this is like his his uh his ninety six season with the Bulls. Okay, so this is like pre Kane. Oh yeah, Yoda without the yeah. Kane. This is like young before he was the Grand Master. So Got another it. thing I'm pretty excited for, but I, I I don't know too much about that yet. But again. Um, fingers crossed it's really good. But we did miss one. We missed one. Oh, what do we Rogue miss? Squadron. That's right, the movie. Yes. yes that Patty Jenkins is going to be doing. Yes, and I have that I have no clue what they're going to do. Literally nothing. I, I'm excited because, again, for personally for me, one of the greatest things of Star Wars is the, the pilots, the ships, the just space battles in general the dog fights in space because you know growing up as a kid you want to you want to hop into the cockpit you know it's like whether it be the millennium falcon whether it be an x-wing hell for me it was the jedi fighters or the slave one you know so right i want to see and the way she said it too she's like it's it's her own type of badass way of like paying homage to to fighter pilots yeah, because she told that story about her dad being a pilot. Yeah, so who Top Gun in space, bro? Hey, I mean, Patty Jenkins. I mean, I haven't seen Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four yet. We got a couple. We got a. I think like we're recording this on the fourteenth. You know, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna come out in like ten days. Yeah. You know, so I'm not sure how that's gonna turn out just yet. But like, I mean. If the first, if it's better than the first movie, or even as good as the first movie, then that means that she's made two pretty badass Wonder Woman movies. So I'm excited to see what else she can do. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Again, that's something I'm looking forward to. And, and again, it's a movie, and then so it's not a show. This is actually something that hopefully will be released in cinemas. So we're we're gonna see where that leads. Yeah, they they put the time frame out for like two years in the future. So it, it sounds like it'll be you know definitely like a movie movie like you know like in the theaters movie if the movies are still exist at that oh, point you're right again we're we're in <laughs> we're in strange tides right now yes definitely but but yeah i think that's all the marvel oh. i mean not, not marvel i'm sorry that's all the that's all the star wars news that yeah, we marvel's have. the next episode boys and girls but oh, it's again i am <laughs> I made a horrible joke. I'm like, I can't die within the next five years. It's there's so there's so much stuff to look for forward to. Yeah, I you know what? I was 
wondering what we were going to have next because I feel like there's been a lull this year, obviously, with COVID coming out. Like, just everyone kind of put their plans on halt and they're like, there was just no news for us. But, like, now I feel like we have all. Yeah, the do you news. remember we made an episode, the top like 10 things we were looking forward to this year? Yes. None, <laughs> half of them never came out. <laughs> just never, we, we couldn't see half of the stuff we were, we were excited about. Well, we can. We still have a chance to see one. There we go. Um, that is going to come in 2020. That's a thing. So that that saved the the list we made at the beginning of this. <laughs> Good God, we were we were so hopeful and innocent back then. <laughs> oh my God, that's cr- <laughs> it's just crazy to remember that. Yeah, no, I I actually I forgot that that was like at the beginning of the year, but. Yeah, no, I um, you know, I am also excited to see how the Mandalorian wraps up at the end of this week. Oh, I uh, definitely. They're saying it's going to be the craziest episode yet. So, I have two complaints about the Mandalorian. This please season. do tell. Okay, one, I would love if the episode lengths were just a little bit longer, like. I know that like sometimes like less is better, you know, but I feel like with a show like this, like, bro, don't be, don't be teasing me with these 30 minute episodes. Like I want them out. I want them hour episodes. Don't tell me you don't have the money. Disney, you're Disney. Just print that shit. I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't be cursing. No, you're fine. That means Uh, you're passionate. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just saying like, just, just print the money. Disney. We know you have it. Like invest in this show. You know that's the reason why anyone has your service. It's right like now. you're you're in it for um, the money. This makes you money, right? You know, like let's let's get on board with it. Also, secondly, kind of along the lines, of the same exact lines. I wanted at least one more episode. I mean, I know that like eight episodes last season was like, hey, we have no idea if this is gonna be popular or not, so we're gonna give you eight episodes and see how it goes. Like, you saw how it blew up. You saw your subscriber count go up. Give us at least nine episodes this season. Give me, like, come give on me now. ten. Get make round it up. You know, I would be okay if they did the whole like you get nine episodes in season two, then you get ten episodes in season three. Like, I'd be okay if you just give me a little bit more. It was like when I was a kid reading those Harry Potter books, and I was like, all right, the next one's just a little bit longer. The next one's a little bit longer. You know, I was like, that's that was like how I liked those yeah. things. So I was just like, just give me a little bit more next time. Like you know, we're here for it. Yeah. Um. Again, I uh, what what complaints do I have? I don't think I have many complaints. Again, there was like one filler episode, and then not nothing. By the way, side note: if any of you bitches fat shame Boba Fett, I'm coming to you, and I will what? end you. Who's fat shaming? They Boba fat Fett? shamed the homie Boba. They were like, he comes back with a dad bod. What the fuck do you want him to look like? Chiseled? No. He doesn't give a damn about that. Listen, that just means he's more badass. It just means that in his worst shape, he still is that exactly. badass. Come exactly. Come on now. Come so, on. Now. Fuck all the haters. Also, the fact I love the fact that people got or were mad at Baby Yoda for apparently committing genocide. Listen, first <laughs> of all, we 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 covered this. Those were unfertilized eggs. Oh, oh whoa. No. Remember, the second it touches the the womb. It's alive. He was bring. She was bringing the eggs to the dad to be fertilized. They hadn't been fertilized yet. That's like, you know. I mean, yeah. Oh God, I'm not gonna. I'm not. <laughs> like, I don't know my followers' political views. Um, I I agree with everything all of you say. There we go. <laughs> I I was I was trying my best though. It's like, no frog people. Once the egg is laid, is alive. Why am I doing Southern? I actually, I'm Southern. I will. Oh, I am sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't actually, I actually didn't read any of the controversy. I just, I heard that some people were upset by it. And then I saw like Kevin Smith, like react to it. And that's about where I left it at. I was just like, well, that's a weird thing to be upset about. But then again, we're all stuck at home during COVID time. So I guess people got to find reasons. To oh, be there were so many. Thi- also the, they were mad at Bo-Katan's armor. They were mad at oh, what? They were like, why are they sexualizing her? I'm like, what? What? Because what? It, because it, her armor has boobs. 
I mean, doesn't she have boobs? Wouldn't she? That's need what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you make the armor fit your body, yeah. right? I, that's what I again. <laughs> next time we'll, we'll get we'll get the homie Jasmine here for her opinion on that. But I I'm not a woman, so I wouldn't know. But I'm still like, how, it's not. I in no way when she was killing people thought, I fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I'm not thinking, like, damn, that armor plate, yeah, she fills that in nicely. No, I'm like, yeah, fuck them stormtroopers up. Exactly. Speaking of which, did you feel weird at all watching an episode where you got to see the stormtroopers have a victory? Uh, no. I, I was like, you know what? They needed one. They <laughs> <laughs> name a time name a time they they did anything good because i heard someone's take on that and they were like have you ever seen the empire celebrate anything at any point that you were watching star wars and i was like you know i don't think i ever have in video games perhaps just and not even because in the end yeah. they always get up like they get their ass whooped yeah but they were all like saluting like um you know what? Hold on. I can't. I actually have to give a quick side note before we drop this this uh-huh. one topic. I am actually really impressed with Bill Burr. I I didn't I didn't like him the first episode. He he shut me up this uh the or the first time he showed up on screen he shut me up this time. Yeah. As a guy whose first job is being a comedian. You know, like maybe there's a part of me that's always a little jealous of people who are so talented. It's like you're that you're like a really like funny comedian and you can be a pretty decent actor. Like, okay. I thought he was really great in that episode. I again I loved it. There was there was comedy, but at the same time, there was that that one scene where <clears throat> he was with the Imperial officer. Yes. It he was it wasn't even him speaking. It was the the expressions, the the eye movement, the you know the 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 glare that you're just like all of the body yeah. language, and you you just see that it to you you're like yeah that man's hurting, you know he yeah and they also didn't explain what that event was which I thought was actually pretty smart because you can actually come back to that in the future it's like, time Jorge my good boy that's uh, I know the event oh it's you in, do it's in the Battlefront two story. So, okay. Quick okay. synopsis. Basically, the synopsis is the that Emperor Palpatine had a plan that if he was ever killed, the his thing is basically if you, the Empire can't protect its emperor, the Empire should be punished. Oh. So, I was if I think it was called Cinder. It's obviously yeah. Cinder is where they literally they almost they kill a planet basically. So they have these machines over the planets that affect the weather and, you know, the, the ox, everything about the planet and just messes it up. So basically they'd kill, they'd kill populations of people and they were on Imperial planets. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. It was, it's, it was Palpatine's way of punishing the Empire for not protecting him. See, there is... You know, I, I, this is probably like a not a not a bad place to to like end the conversation for Star Wars for the day. But like that that really just like tells me that there's just so much story just left to be oh, told for, for sure. You know, because I mean, because like that is like the one thing you want when you're telling a story is you want there to be a good like villain, right? Like like the the better the villain, the better the story, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely. And so like that's. That's the kind of stuff where I'm just like, man, I feel like we didn't get enough of just how ruthless Palpatine was. Because all we saw with it was like the conniving version of Palpatine becoming the Emperor. And then the original trilogy is basically just him just shouting a few commands. We didn't get a chance to really know him as the Emperor, the person who turned the whole like galaxy into like his plaything. Yeah. You know? So. So. It's just. Oh, Star Wars is just great. I'll just leave it at that. And not a bad place it's to not. leave it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the episode. I want to give a big thank you to my boy Jorge, who 
shall now plug himself. Yes. Uh, I co-host a podcast with my, you know, beloved uh, girlfriend. Her name is uh, Jasmine. Our podcast is called the Flip It and Reverse It podcast. And you can come check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to. And we have a bunch of content on there from us talking about things like Star Wars movies, Marvel movies, and the rest of the content is just whatever Jasmine feels like talking about, (laughs) which sometimes is musicals, sometimes other things. We got a pretty decent selection. Just come check out our episode titles. You'll find something that you like. And there we go. Check him out. He, by the way, this man's being humble right now. He has like four podcasts. I don't. <laughs> every every time we have a conversation, he's like, "So I started another one." I'm like, "Jesus, I'm barely managing this one." Well, I, yeah, I have. I'll plug the other one next episode. <laughs> oh Lord! But yes, this has been Henry and Jorge. I want to thank you guys for listening to us. Give us that five-star review. or Well, in this case, give me, but also go check him out. Give him that five-star review. Him and the homie Jasmine are the greatest. They're entertaining. Go check them out. They've been on this on my podcast. I've been on theirs, you know. Leave a comment. Drop the five-star. And, uh, yeah. Well, what else are you waiting for? So, again, thank you very much. And remember, it's pizza time.